0: Hey everyone, Kevin Huntsberger here, one half of another round with Tom Harness and Kevin Huntsberger. Tom is uh, on the road at the moment and not able to join us, but our guest today uh, is Breanne Rice. And Breanne Rice is uh, someone you may have seen before. She has made appearances on several different TV shows, including The Bachelor. But Breanne is here Technical to talk today about a medical condition. Uh that she was diagnosed with as a young adult. And Brienne, well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being a part Thank of this. Thank you. So, the condition that we're gonna be talking about today is vitiligo, and you were diagnosed at the age of 19. Now, for folks who maybe don't know or understand what that is, kind of explain what vitiligo is.
1: Vitiligo, it can affect anyone, anytime, anywhere. Mine started when I was 19, and it's essentially an autoimmune disease where your body loses its pigment cells in large blotches. So um, some of the most common places are the face, the hands, um, the underarm area, legs, things like that. So I was like, like eh, lucky me. Um, it started on my face.
0: And it kind of started off very discreetly, is that right?
1: Yeah, I... You know, I was 19. I didn't know. I'm like, is, what is this? Is it a zit? Is it like, you know, something that's going to go away? And it didn't. It began to spread and it got bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really hard.
0: And I would imagine it was particularly hard because at that time, you were just a couple of years into a modeling career. So what kind of yeah. impact did that have on you as a, not only as a, a young adult, but as a, as a model trying to make a living?
1: Uh, For me, I mean, when you're in that industry, you're essentially placing so much value on what you look like, right? And at that time, I had an unrealistic standard of perfection that I wasn't measuring up to. And one of the biggest things being a model is having great skin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you show up fresh faced, you, I woke up like this. You got to look good, right? When you wake up. And me, I would show up with, Makeup on, already done up, and you know people are like, why does this girl have 12 pounds of makeup on already? Um, But for me, it it really devastated my self-esteem because I didn't feel that I measured up to the other women. I thought, you know what? I one of the biggest foundations is having great skin, and now this is being taken away from me, so I don't think I can do this anymore. And I let insecurity rule my life and. I decided to give it up.
0: Give up the secret?
1: No, the modeling. The modeling. Um, okay. I didn't pursue that anymore because so I didn't it, it
0: so dominated your life that you decided to just give up the, the thing did. that you had wanted to be.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Be your life. So tell me, because about two years ago, you posted a... a, a I don't want to say life-changing, but maybe it was life-changing. I know you've changed other people's lives for sure by posting the picture of yourself on Instagram with, with no makeup at all. What finally was the motivation after so long of deciding to kind of go public with all this?
1: I knew that part of letting go and learning to love myself was being vulnerable about the thing that I was struggling with for so long. And in order to let it go, you have to admit what you're struggling with. Right. Right. So for me, that was very freeing. And I felt like a huge weight was lifted off my chest. And I wanted to use my situation to help empower others to feel comfortable and confident in their own skin, no matter what shape, what size, whatever they're going through, whatever insecurity is that you deserve to feel beautiful and confident, just how you're uniquely made. And I had to let that go. So I posted it part of my own journey, I had no idea that You know, within a week, I was going to be talking to the Today Show (laughs) about it. Um, But, you know, I thought, well, this is going to help whoever it's going to help. But apparently God had other plans. (laughs) Um, And for me, that was an aha, life-changing moment. And I'm proud of myself for doing that because... Every day I meet someone and they, it doesn't matter where they're from or if they have vitiligo or not, they're like, you inspired me to be okay with how I am. And, and ultimately it was for myself and then for others as well when I did that.
0: Yeah, we all, I think, are in per- Well, obviously none of us are perfect. We all You're have not
1: perfect. Oh, you had me. We have things about say. ourselves <laughs> that we try to
0: keep you know, hidden or revealed. And for you to do that in such a public way um, and, you know, being who you are as a, as a former model and somebody who was in that industry and you kind of know how that game is played. So it had to be empowering, not just for you, but for people around you. And for I believe you had said in a previous interview, for 10 years, you kind of kept this to just yourself. And I believe you yeah. knew nobody else knew along the way. Did any of your friends know about this?
1: no it was just my parents i even when i would go on dates with guys i they didn't know i didn't tell them i was not like hey by the way i don't really look like this yeah. <laughs> i i kept it to myself when i would go to the gym because girlfriend likes to work out uh <laughs> i i put on makeup and now i'm like i hate wearing makeup at the gym uh but i know even going to the grocery store sometimes i'd wear really big sunglasses. So mm-hmm. no one would tell. And I have a really big spot on my chin where I'm missing pigment. And there's a couple times where I went out and I wore the sunglasses and I was really tan. So you can see more of a contrast when I'm more tan. And someone made a comment and they thought that I had messed up my makeup. And they're like, you you might want to look at that in the mirror. And I remember I got my feelings hurt so bad, but it wasn't really their fault. They were being nice. I prefer mm-hmm. to be the kind of friend that tells someone when they have lead in their teeth or like, you know, you got an eyelash, mm. uh, but they, you know, they didn't do anything wrong, but I, I got my feelings hurt so bad. I'm like, I have felt like, oh. um, so, but now it's, it's me and it's who I am. And I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh,
0: so now did your friends kind of find out the big reveal, uh, back in March of 2016 when you posted that picture?
1: Yeah, I, I was more comfortable with it right before I was started talking about it to some people. And they were like, I had no idea that you were struggling with this the entire time. I thought you're, you know, had everything together. And you know, you're perfectly made up. And when I came forward, a lot of people were messaging me, texting me call, I had no idea that you had this the entire time, I would have never known and i'm like yep i <laughs> i've kept a little secret from you all forever so it was it was a good thing
0: this is uh you know the main platform that we're we're broadcasting on is harness digital marketing which is uh deals in social media and you are all over social media and uh, your website too and we'll talk a little bit more about your website in just a second yeah. and holistichealth.com. talk to me though a little bit about because Tom and myself both have young daughters, uh, the pre-teenage. And uh, I know that other friends are going to be watching this that have, have children, whether oh. boys or girls. And, you know, even at your age, when you were 19, you were still, you know, that young adult. And, and you talked about the vulnerability and, and kind of letting uh, that secret out. Once you did that, it sounds like your your friends were very supportive. Yeah your social media presence. So did you have to deal with, or how did you deal with uh, the naysayers, the haters as, as, as people call them sometimes?
1: Um, I got some resistance because, you know, I still wear a lot of makeup and I like to do different trends and things. And so sure. people would say, why is she still wearing makeup if she's not hiding in it anymore? But for me, I, I do enjoy wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do it because I like different trends and it's kind of fun, not because I'm hiding that. Um, however, for me, it's there's always going to be someone that finds something wrong with everything. I feel bad for a lot of people that put themselves out there because with the good comes along the bad. And any time you take a stance for anything, whether it be your views on an issue, there's always going to be someone who doesn't agree with you. right? Mm -hmm. Um, they don't like you, or for whatever reason. But you know, I had to look at my purpose and what I was doing, and it's that way with anything. Um, and and stick to that, and know who I am, and you know, haters gonna hate. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: How How did doctors uh, finally diagnose you with vitiligo, and then is there any kind of treatment, or? And I know, and. That'll come along with your website discussion as well. There are things that you have done uh, to kind of subside or or maybe reduce some of the um, symptoms.
1: When I went in, the doctors, they took special types of lights and things and they looked at my pigment. They're like, yeah, you know, you don't have any pigment here. They did a scan and they diagnosed me and with vitiligo, there's different treatments. You can do light therapies that'll help stimulate the pigment regrowth. There's creams, different things. I, I wanted to take more of a holistic approach. And for me, I believe that it's very important to have a healthy gut and immune system. So I focused on nutrients and around the time where I was diagnosed, I was, I was dealing with a lot of, um, digestive issues and I was, you know, every time I would eat, I would get sick and I had undiagnosed food allergies. When I changed my diet, focused on the right nutrients supporting my body, my vitiligo has not really spread. And of course, this is my own personal, you know, individual story. But I think that putting the right foods in your body is so, so key. Uh, And a lot of people, they are in a constant state of inflammation, they're putting the wrong foods in their body. And that can lead to illness and autoimmune issues down the line so for me the most important thing is putting the right foods in my body i have to eat a certain way i notice a huge difference and i'm happy that i've uh, been able to overcome those things
0: what types of things are? Uh, how did you alter your diet i know you uh eat a lot of organic and uh, you added a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables to your diet is that right
1: um I eat a lot of healthy proteins, fish and healthy fats, things to support inflammation um, or stop inflammation. I'm sorry. And organic, fresh in it's most natural state. I love to cook. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people, they think, does she cook? And I'm like, Hey, come on now. (laughs) Uh, I love to cook and I love making things from scratch. I do have a dark chocolate addiction. I swear I've I've been uh, battling that for years, but...
0: Yeah, I, I'm guilty of that too. Love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I, I love food. I'm definitely a foodie. And there's a lot of great... I'm in Seattle, so we have a lot of great options even when I'm eating out. Um, but I, yeah, I, I love to put the right foods in my body.
0: What misconceptions do you think? Because I know, um, as we mentioned, your, your website is brianneholistichealth.com when people go and visit your site, what will they learn? Because I know you've got a lot of different social media outlets there, but you've yeah. got a lot of information that, that can be very helpful to people.
1: Yeah, um, my website, I, work, I still love what I do. I like working with people on an individual one-on-one basis. So you'll get to chat with me on the phone. do everything via phone because i have so many connections all over and i didn't want to have an office somewhere where people just have to come and see me i wanted to be able to reach a whole uh wide spectrum of people so i work with clients individually on a one-on-one basis everyone's different i don't think that there's one size fits all with when it comes to nutrition there's so many diets that are amazing and they're healthy but That doesn't work for everyone. I'm different, you're different. So I kind of have a niche for figuring people out and supporting the body through nutrients. And you can work with me individually on a one-on-one basis. I sell my sessions and packages because I wanna see progress. My goal is so that people don't come back to see me and to kind of figure themselves out what works best for them so they're set up for life. I also do a lot of public speaking and television. Uh, A lot of times corporations will hire me to come in and chat about nutrition, give a little talk or even, you know, self-esteem. I'll go and speak to women's groups uh, and chat about self-esteem issues, share my story and all of that stuff. So I'm really passionate about what I do. I love to help others. And I know that even if you're struggling with something, uh, food issues, it can be hard to kind of figure it out because you're told 20 different diets and I tried them all. I was on every single diet and I finally found what worked best for me. So I, I love to help figure others out.
0: What, what are some of the common misconceptions would you say that uh, maybe people that have contacted you that have reached out to you um, as far as their nutrition? Because I think uh, sometimes we read the labels and we see that something is organic or it's fresh or it's, it's supposed to be good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it not, not necessarily always is. So what, what do we need to be as consumers uh, and advocates for our own health? What do we need to be doing out there?
1: One of the most misconceptions that people, common misconceptions that people have is they think, oh, it's gluten-free and they'll go buy a package, but it's loaded with sugar and excessive ingredients, chemicals, things like that. They think, oh, it's healthy. They don't read the labels. For me, I, I don't really eat things that are packaged If you go buy an apple, guess what the ingredients are? Apple. So Mm -hmm. purchasing things from packages, added ingredients, it's not meant to go in our body. So eating things in its most natural state, you can't go wrong with that. Just because it says gluten-free or perhaps it says organic, right? But there's still tons of sugar and excess carbohydrates that your body doesn't really need. in that. So even though it's pure cane sugar, Hey, guess what? Your body still perceives that sugar. It's a better source ingredient of sugar, but eh, still sugar going in the body.
0: Mm -hmm. Did the vitiligo lead you in this path? Do you think, where would you have seen yourself uh, 10 years ago when you were, you know, kind of undergoing that diagnosis and and experiencing that? Um, Would you have continued through with the modeling? Had you not, been diagnosed, do you think? Or, or do you think this is kind of your, your true calling and your true passion, helping other people?
1: I think I would have continued that. However, I always saw myself really speaking to women and being in the media, and I, I just knew. You know how they say when you know, you know? I knew. Yeah. Uh, I grew up uh, speaking like in church and things like that, and I just always have had a heart for women. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're meant to do something and it just kind of flows and no matter what, that path will find you. So yeah, I I think that I would have ended up here no matter what, Um, but the vitiligo definitely sparked the nutrition path and my own personal issues that I was having with food for sure. And I think many of us that go into an industry or we find ourselves somewhere, it's because of what we've experienced. And I know how hard that was for me going through all of that. So what better is it that I can relate to others going through similar things and and help them as well? So I, I think I would have ended up here no matter what.
0: You said help others as well. Let me ask you this. Now at your age, with your experiences and everything that you've seen, Before you were 19, go back to when you were, you know, like I said, that sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that middle school aged girl. What would you tell yourself? Are you still there? I think we lost our link. Well, friends, uh, I apologize. We have apparently lost our connection. Brienne, are you still there? Okay. I, <laughs> that, okay. I don't know
1: what happened. I'm back. That's okay. Perfect. Making sure that you had your coffee and you were awake, or we're gonna. <laughs> just well, sure. I, I
0: have one one last quick question for you because I know you are very busy with everything. But you know, as I was saying, the stage of your life now, looking back before you were diagnosed with the vitiligo, but knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given yourself? Uh, in those preteen or early teen years to how to deal with um, and accept that diagnosis and then move on from there?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I would tell myself to just accept it, love you, be you, That it's okay that this is happening to you. It doesn't make you any different. It doesn't make you any less beautiful, but that's going to inspire others to feel confident and you should as well and not feel any less of a woman because you don't have perfectly pigmented skin. I wish I could go back and tell myself those thoughts, but eh, I wouldn't be here. So, um, yeah, I would definitely tell my younger self that.
0: Yeah. We all take an interesting path to get to where we are. And I think uh, raising teenagers myself right now, it's, that's the struggle. You try to tell them the advice that, that you, you know, wished you had heard or that you, heard, but didn't listen to, because we all go through it, but we all kind of have to take that path too, I think, and, and learn, uh, and grow and, and experience from that. So I think it's always, you know, when you take that and, you know, the old saying, making, uh, making lemonade out of lemons, uh, you have certainly done that and much, much more, uh, Brianne, if you don't mind, let us know where we can find you on social media and, and your website one more time.
1: My website is Brianne's holistic health.com. Uh, my own rice. And of course you can find my Facebook page, Brianne rice as well.
0: Alrighty. Yeah. It is Brianne rice, uh, on social media. And you can again, check out, uh, Brianne holistic health.com to learn more about the services and, uh, make, uh, make arrangements and and learn more about your health and and take care. That's the first step, I think, is is being an advocate for yourself and taking care of your own health. And then you can help and and take care of others in your life for sure. Brian, any parting parting words for our, our listeners and viewers this afternoon?
1: Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for having me on your live show. You know, I've only done a couple Facebook lives and they, uh, for some reason, I always mess them up. So this was a good one. I didn't run out of the shot because I messed something up. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Thanks for for having me on.
0: Absolutely. You did a great job and we appreciate you spending some time on another round with Tom Harness and Kevin Huntsberger. Everyone have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.